Well, it is time for Artsing Around with Andrew Dembina. And today he speaks to the local innovative gallerist founder of Red Tea Multiples, Tamsin Nugent, and locally based French artist Ophelia Giacarini, one of the artists Red Tea collaborates with in presented limited edition art prints with a new spin. Hello, I'm Tamsin Nugent. I'm the founder of Red Tea Multiples, a company I started about three years ago on the back of being an art consultant for 20 years. I'm a Hong Kong-born Brit. I came back about nine years ago to set up Ben Brown Fine Arts in Hong Kong after having spent seven years in Beijing. I have realized through my experience that there is a lot of gray area when commissioning fine artwork for commercial projects, but also for collectors and art buyers looking for the perfect piece. And Red Tea Multiples is the culmination of that experience. It's a curious idea. You are giving the potential art buyer a portfolio of artists, both local and regional, to choose from. And the person who's buying the piece of art for either their collection or to put somewhere in a specific area, perhaps in their home, are able to make some creative input themselves, to look at a work that you're showing on your website and then custom crop it or or take an element of it, or they can take the whole image. Absolutely. It really is allowing the phrase, don't you love my new artwork, I designed it. How many artists are you representing and how did you go about choosing them? Well, we don't exclusively represent any artists. We work in sort of partnership with them to help them have a a print aspect to what they do. We have about 10 artists under the Red Tea Collection, but we also have started partnerships with Hong Kong Walls, for example. We have 19 murals under that collection. For the listener that doesn't know, Hong Kong Walls are outdoor mural artists, aren't they? They're an NGO organisation that negotiates walls around Hong Kong that then they give to artists who paint their murals on. Now, that's very interesting. Large-scale work, and you are primarily dealing with art that's going to be enjoyed in people's homes, essentially. How did you work with a collective who are producing things on enormous scales, normally in an outdoor environment? It's actually quite easy because a lot of the time, as an observer, you want to take a picture of a mural, and you do, and you're, yeah. you know, you're, in your photos you've got pictures of murals or aspects of them. We now, through professional photographers, have those murals on our platform and allow people to sort of zoom into the details or have the whole thing, but then they can shrink it so that it fits above the sofa or above the bed. The clever interactive part of this is that it's very user-friendly just by looking at the images on a website and then making your own crop as people are quite accustomed to doing for their own photos. It's nothing particularly new, it's just a new process. Mm. And then how is the recipient getting their artwork, having made that decision on the composition? Is it on paper? Is it on canvas? It's entirely on paper now if you order through the website, but we are working on canvas and other mediums with people who speak to us directly. You did mention before that you don't represent artists exclusively. You come to an agreement that they will make essentially a limited edition. We work with art that already exists by them, which we bring into the collection, and we have a licensing agreement with that artist. We are allowed to put a digital copy of that piece 
on our platform and allow our users to crop and order. Every single artwork original on our platform is only available to be printed in limited edition in whatever crop. So one original could actually be a hundred different crops by the end of its life cycle on our platform. After a hundred editions have been made, the original is no longer available. When did you come up with the idea and when did you start doing this and are you still expanding the number of artists you work with? So many questions in one question. <laughs> I know. Um, I came up with the idea about five years ago on the back of having done a commercial project, uh, a five-star hotel project, and I saw all of this grey area, back and forth, commissions, decision makers, and the artists were not benefiting. And I thought if we could digitise the process, not really engage in the original commission process, but crop from originals, because ultimately that's what was being asked of these artists anyway, then we would have a streamlined process from A to Z without having to have too many conversations in wow. between. I love a bit of efficiency and I quite love leverage. How do you source the artists? Well, I've always been surrounded by artists. I started a gallery in 2004 in Beijing. It's sort of my happy place to be out and about amongst creatives. And so I already had a great network, but I also think I'm pretty good at finding them because I know what I'm looking for. I also have creative friends and it's introductions. It's, it's a network. Well, you have to imagine, I guess, when you're looking at an artwork, whether it will lend itself to many crops or not. In your opinion, having now selected a dozen or so artists, would you say that any two-dimensional artwork can be cropped or are you looking for specifics that you know will make sense to be able to allow them to be cropped? Specifics. <laughs> I know what I'm looking for. We generally work with abstract works because that lends themselves better to being cropped. But I think part of the draw card of our platform is that I'm a credible art consultant. I'm, a, I'm an art professional. I also know how to curate a collection of quality mm. artists. Mm. And I hope that everything that's made from our platform will stand the test of time. Do you ever get anyone that asks you to do the cropping for them then? Which is what you were trying to avoid in the first place by setting all this up. I do, uh, quite often. And actually we've done some pre-made collections on the website now to make it easy for those who don't believe in their own ability to create. Although everybody has it, some people mm. don't have the confidence. I, I bet you're always trying to encourage them to do so. I am. And also, they actually all know what they want. Mm. Just the need to be led a little bit. Exactly. Thank you very much, Tamsin. We'll meet one of your artists now. Great. Hi, my name is Ophelia Jacarini. I'm a Hong Kong-based French artist, and I do visual arts and performance work. So we've heard from Tamsin about the process when she first came to you, what was your reaction? First, it was really interesting because it was the first time that I ever heard a company doing this. And I really agree with the fact that she's saving us artists in the back and forth communication with potential commercial projects. And for your work, how would you describe it? We're looking right now at the result of the crop, which is a blue and white abstract piece with quite a lot of movement and swirling motions in the paintwork. I'm really glad that you got the movement because actually this is really the core of my practice as a performance artist, dancer and visual artist. I do get obsessed with movement and in this abstract painting it is about movement. So the work we're looking at is actually one meter by 60 and it has been taken from a much smaller work which I think is about 20 centimeter to like 10 or 15. That's a massive increase in scale isn't it? But what what we're looking at actually looks like it has the sharp defined edges. You can really see the hard lines of where it looks like paint went down 
on paper or canvas. I know it didn't, but that's yeah. that's amazing, isn't it? That it comes out from something so small to such high definition. So that's why I was really impressed by the scanning quality of Tamsin's work. Because of that quality, you can really play with the sizing and create your own unique artwork. And also the other thing that I found interesting is that this body of work that I have given to Tamsin is a body of work that are actually research and kind of like sketches. But then I realized, oh, these are kind of interesting in some ways. And these are basically the creative process of where I then go to like much deeper works. Oh. And so this creative process, I've given it to her, and I kind of like the idea that those works are going to become something else. Like, like a more finished artwork in another yeah. way. In that case, if these, or if some of your works were sketches in the first place, do you also feel that you're not so precious with the way that if somebody, a client or a consumer, wants to do a, a crop that might not be the way you would do it, you don't get too attached to it? Yeah, obviously I don't get too attached to it, but also I see it as a very different work from the work that I do in my exhibitions. I really have the time to define every corner, every color, every details. But for this one, I really like, I think this is the opportunity for people to play with my work and make their own. But then if they go to my exhibition, it's a complete different thing. So we both collaborate, but we don't step on each other's toes, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. What's the most unusual, unexpected crop that maybe you've seen from someone who has ordered one of your images to be changed? So the most unusual would be taken from a photography, which is actually a blurry portrait where I painted on top. I have given this photography to Tamsin as part of my body of work. And she had made it a door panel, which is actually like a human size. And the photography is a 10 by 8 centimeters, but hmm. it became a door panel in Shanghai. So I really love this idea because it would have never been coming from me. And it now there's one of my work in a massive scale in Shanghai. So I love that. It's like a double doorway then that opens down the middle of it. And what's the purpose of the building? It is a bar. Sounded like it might be. So the picture we're sitting in front of right now is very much swirling abstract. You mentioned the one that was divided in half, which had a figure in it. How do you define your work? You're based in Hong Kong. Some of your work has had figures in them. I've seen on the gallery websites. The rest of them are all abstract. Um, I guess I would define more my creative process than my artwork. So I ask myself questions that don't have an answer such as one and one makes two. I like to like think for hours and months and years about a question like how is the patriarchy dictating female today or what is the subconscious like? What would be the shape of the subconscious if we could see it today? And this picture we're looking at today was my answering to what could be the shape oh. of the subconscious. Right, interesting. There is a lot of thought behind your art, as you've just said, lots of conceptual ideas coming down into a visualization. Do you find that now that you're working with Tamsin, that you might think about making a composition and think, oh, that'll be really good. Do you put them forward to be put as part of this process? Or do you, do you find it affects the way that you make images now? Actually, no, but you're giving me the idea right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll come back oh, to Tamsin and be it, like, do you want this? <laughs> is that t Tamsin, did I just hear you say it's about time you did, Ophelia? <laughs> you never say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much to you two. Um, it's a really interesting process that you're both involved in. I'm going to finish up with Tamsin. How can people see your work? www.redtmultiples.com Thank you both very much.
Thank you. And that was Artsing Around for this week. Uh, Tamsin Nugent, founder of Red Tea Multiples, and artist Ophelia Giaccarini. We're talking to the 123 Show's Artsing Around's correspondent, Andrew Dembina, about their collaboration for custom-made, limited-edition art prints.